This is the Rich Eisen Show. Who's got it better than us? Nobody! Are you bracing yourself oh. for this game this weekend? They go victory formation, 42-27. Michigan will defeat Ohio State and head to Indianapolis wow. for a Big Ten title. Who's got it better than us? Nobody! Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Earlier on the show, Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson. Coming up, Fox Sports College football analyst Bruce Feldman. Plus, complete NFL Week 12 recap and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. If you missed hour number one, don't worry. We've got uh, YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for you to check out everything that we discussed. The show also re-airs and repeats on NBC Sports on Peacock. If you don't have Peacock, go to PeacockTV.com and get it. It is a fantastic app filled with so much fun for you to watch, including the Dan Patrick Show that precedes us and Brother for Another that follows us we take you to them every single day at three eastern time we're on from 12 to 3 eastern also on nbc sports audio sirius xm channel 85 this rich eyes and show affiliate smart enough to have us we say hello to everybody out there listening in ann arbor michigan as well um i think we're all partying together like it's 1999 which i checked is close to the last time that we've beaten michigan uh beaten ohio state um it's been uh, it's been a long while uh too long but it finally got done um, we have yet to talk about the other Harbaugh uh, and his win against another team from Ohio um, and uh, the best team uh, victory from Ohio this weekend, uh, although I'm not fully familiar with the rest of what's going on in uh, uh, the state of Ohio uh, football-wise. Cincinnati is obviously uh, the home of it, not just collegiately, but professionally. That version of the Bengals that we saw against the Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday can beat anybody. How does that sound? Um, by anybody, I mean, name it. Name it. Okay. The Green Bay Packers, as we all know, had a heck of a day there that was very long. Went longer than expected. Honestly. That version of the Bengals where Joe Mixon is doubling up everybody. I mean, he he nearly had 200 yards rushing and he had another two-touchdown game. He's on a hell of a run. And T. Higgins had 100 yards receiving yesterday. And Burrow got picked, but he ran one in and he threw one in. And it, this, thing, this thing was a wrap. And I thought the Steelers, coming off of their best offensive performance of the season up the road here at SoFi against the Chargers to wrap up Week 11 with T.J. Watt coming back and Minka Fitzpatrick being back, all of that together – would be the time for the Steelers to start showing what they could do in this division. And the Bengals, like the Wolverines, said not today. And like the Wolverines, been a long time since they uh, had uh, uh, this sort of taste against the Steelers. 2009 was the last time they swept Pittsburgh. Carson Palmer was their quarterback. Marvin Lewis, their coach. And it's time to start thinking again that this team can win this division. And I know that there's the Ravens sitting up there and they've got the Steelers and the Browns next after beating the Browns. But this Bengals team has got, can you? Can we say, I think we can say they've got the best offense in this division. And if they can play defensively like that, they're going to be tough to be beaten. 
I agree with you. The Ravens did not do anything to impress me last night. I mean, they were able to eke out a win. Lamar Jackson admittedly played pretty bad. Four t- four interceptions, and we'll get into that a little bit later they in the show. They were just able to do enough because, you know, Baker's still banged up. He probably shouldn't be out there. The Bengals have come off their bye winning at Vegas, which is a win that got even more impressive on Thanksgiving Day. Yep, yep. And um, they've swept the Steelers. Yep. They've beaten the Ravens. Remarkably, they got smoked by the Browns at home. That's their only division and loss. They lost to the Jets, which even becomes so more the Titans. Weird. I don't even. Yeah. I don't even know it. But this Bengals team, man, is set up. They're set up in this division to win it. To win it, and the only team that could stand their way is the Browns. One would think because the Browns might have a tiebreak against them if they beat them in Cleveland when that game happens. Bengals have a tough schedule still to go. They still have the Chargers, 49ers, Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns. Potentially all of those teams are playoff teams. But if they play the way they have just played, if they come at you with Mixon, who is so tough to stop. He's been a beast. He's been a beast. And we're talking about Jonathan Taylor. Joe Mixon's been lost in that. Yeah. And Burrow can run it and sling it and throw it. Don't make the mistakes. Jamar Chase, since his house of fire start, really hasn't been on much of a house of fire. Right. Doesn't matter when you got T. Higgins and you got Boyd. And if defensively they can shut you down and they made Big Ben look old again. I'll save that thought, Rich. Okay. That's uh, Overreaction Monday coming up. But I just wanted to hit that off the top of this show. Certainly as a bouquet to welcome back anybody who's tuned out in the last half hour from the state of Ohio. <laughs> Because, yes, I did have my say about Saturday's procedure. Surgical procedure in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Bruce Feldman of Fox Sports is going to join us in person, top of hour number three, to talk about not just that, but the shocker of the college football weekend. And that's Lincoln Riley bouncing after losing to Oklahoma State in in the old uh, bedlam that went down. And he's now on his way. If he's not already landed here in Los Angeles, is the new head coach of uh, of USC. There he is. He's landed. Oh, yeah. He's here. There he is. Off the PJ. There he is coming off of the private jet with his family. Uh, the Golden Southern California early morning light. Oh, he's got the SC shirt on, similar to the colors of, uh, of um, Oklahoma. I guess there's a booster check large enough for him. It's going to be a pretty big check. Wow. Wow. We'll hit on that subject later on with uh, Bruce Feldman here in studio. But I spoke to Russell Wilson over the Thanksgiving break. Again, he will be taking on the Washington football team tonight in Washington, where interestingly enough, he won his first career playoff game. Remember that back in the old day? It was him versus RG3, if I'm not mistaken. It's the one that kind of ruined RG3's leg. And uh, and then okay, Russell man. Wilson's just taken off like a rocket ship, but right now that ship is uh, burning up in the 2021 atmosphere at three and seven. I'll be hosting uh, Sunday uh, Monday Night Football tonight on Westwood One radio stations, coast to coast, pregame and halftime. And here's the conversation that I had with Russ. He's a seven-time Pro Bowl quarterback. He is the reigning Walter Payton Man of the Year, and we say hello on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line prior to his Monday Night game against the Washington Football Team. We say hello to Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson. How you doing, Russell? Rich, man. Uh, it's always a pleasure, man. How you been? I am doing well. I'm doing better for talking to you. So let, let's talk about your, your current situation. 
uh, sitting there at three and seven. I looked it up, Russ, uh, because, you know, I, I get bored. But I'm also a lead pipe wheeling professional. The last time you were four games under 500 was freshman year of college for you. Um, yeah. This has not been a feeling that you've been used to. What, what is it like for you to be in your current state right now, Russell Wilson? Well, you know, what it is is it's an opportunity. You know, it's, it's adversity. And uh, adversity fades if you, if you have the right mentality, if you can be neutral with it and understand that it's a process and understand that you take every day and you try to still – find ways to get better and despite all the noise despite all the mess and this and that you stay focused on the task and the mission and the mission is one game one game a week uh, one day at a time one snap at a time and uh you know and we got seven games left and uh if anybody can come back we believe we can come back and win all seven so that's what we feel that's what we believe that's our mentality. That's what we've been saying, and that's what we're going to have to do. Yeah, and when you were four games under 500 as a, as a freshman, you won the next four in a row. So that did happen. So these things, you have you have had these experiences before. And I know, again, uh, talking about injuries is not something, it comes across sound like an excuse or what have you, but is your hand the same right now, Russ? No, I feel, I feel great. You know, I've, I've been, um, you know, obviously it was supposed to be eight weeks or more probably, most likely, and wow. we've been, We've been pushing to get back out there, and yeah. and uh, we accelerated the whole process. We did it in four, and you know, and so you know, I, I feel great. You know, um, feel ready. You know, I've been I've been you know th- throwing it around. You know, been throwing some deep ones and this and that. So I feel, you know, uh, I was launched that deep one last week to DK um, and all that, and we've we've had some good stuff. Tyler's been looking great. So I, I think for me, uh, it's just us catching our groove. It's just you know, it's getting that mojo and all of us together and making it happen and just. You know, not having any mistakes and just staying on course. And I think that if we stay on course, we can do all things. And so, uh, you know, I, you know, when we catch fire, everybody better watch out. So that's what we believe. Russell Wilson here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. And so, um, what about your 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 the offense and your say in it? I was such a conversation, obviously, back in the spring, and we're all now in the NFL media to be honest, revisiting those conversations based on your record right now. We're where does that stand about you and Shane Waldron and, and the offense that has not been, for the lack of a better phrase, cooking last couple of well, weeks? I, I think I think you know Shane's great. I think he's got tremendous knowledge. I think he knows exactly what what, what he's doing, and we you know we know what we need to do. It's also on us players to execute and make sure that we do everything that we're supposed to do, and and and, uh, and coaches as well, and everybody being together, we're all in this together. And so, offense, defense, special teams. We've you know we've had a battle all year. It's been tough games and tough moments. Um, you know, we we started off, you know, relatively good. And we lost some tough games late, this and that, and so, and then we kind of had a a tough stretch there, um, you know, and then you know, with, with you know, me getting hurt, and then the battle and uh, you know coming back, and so we, you know, we have to answer, you know, we have to answer the the, the bell and and go and and you know, it's 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 not a complicated thing, you know. We've won a lot of games before, and we can do it again, and so uh, all that belief and all that confidence is there. You know, this is a team that's. Um, you know that that won the NFC West last year, and uh, you know we we we've been able to win before. Um, it's not like we haven't won you know before in the past or anything like that. You know we've won for many years, so we know what it's like to win. Um, you know and 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 uh, you know it's a little bit unfamiliar space, but at the same time that's where you grow the most if you're willing to to receive it and take it and understand how you grow. And so 
you know, for me as a leader, I, I I'm on I'm on one track mind. I'm yes. on one track mind of of getting us back on track and making sure that you know this game is the only game. This is it. You know, this is it. And every week from here on out, this is it. When no matter what happens, you know, you 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 leave it all out on the field. You know, for your teammates, you leave it all on the field for your for your family. You leave it all on, on the field for our fans. And you know, that's that's what I know I'm going to do. I'm going to play as, as hard as I can every play, no matter what, and do give everything I have every day, every time here early and late at night. You know, give everything I have. And that's 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 always been the case, and that's never going to change. Yeah, eyes on I'm you. Is, everything. Is that's what you're saying. Like eyes on you, not just on the field, but in the facility, right? Like you're, that you're that guy walking, you're bouncing around. Sounds, you know, like your your coach is one of the most positive people I've ever been around too. And you kind of, to be very honest with you, sound like him right now, Russ. You know, you do sound yeah, like, you know, you know like they, that. This is, this is the only way out is for you to be kind of bouncing off the walls and telling everybody attaboy. You know what I mean? Right now, that's what that sounds like. Yeah, to you. I don't know if it's got to be overly positive. I think it's got to be definitely neutral, though. You know, there's not not much. You know, there's things to be positive about, but it's it's tough to be positive when you're when you're three and seven, right? You know, so what we have to be is neutral. We can't be negative though, because negativity works 100 percent of the time. So what we're going to focus on is being neutral and having the right language. And what is championship language? What does it sound like? What what is what is getting back on track mean? What do we have to do? And then just go do it. You know, it is, it, we can't be emotional with this. You you know, you, you know, you got the absence of emotion, um, uh, absence of being emotional, and just you know, playing with great passion, playing with great energy, playing with what we know how to do, and, and playing with great effort. And if we can do that, then we give ourselves a great chance to be who do, great. Who do you lean on in times like this right now? Who do you talk to? Like, who's on the who's the, who's at the Russell Wilson roundtable here for you? Um, yeah, I mean, I think number one person I talk to is myself in my head. Huh. You, know, pot, you know, self-talk is everything. So you know what okay. you tell yourself, what you, what the absence of negativity, you know, to to push things away, to not listen to it, to just stay focused on the task at hand. That's the number one person you have to listen to. to. Um, and I, think, I think that's key. Mm-hmm. I think that's key. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, that's that's really crucial. I mean, you know, I you know, I talked to Tim Grover. I talked to I talked to um, a few others as well. Um, and so, you know, I, I stay, I stay focused on my task, you know, I talk to our teammates as well, you know, speaking life and in, into those situations. Russell Wilson here on the Rich Eisen show. Do you ever catch yourself, look down and see that symbol on your, on your, uh, on your, uh, Jersey, that Walter Payton man of the year symbol and just go, that's, that's pretty damn cool, man. Like, did you ever have a moment like that during the season? At any point in time? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, first game of the year, you know, we, we, we went to Indy play in Indianapolis Colts and to be in that stadium was such a great tradition. Obviously Peyton playing there and some amazing other amazing players and you know, Dwight Freeney's of the world and you know, and, and some other great players along the way. You know, I think about um you know, just I think about how much my dad, you know, loved Walter Payton. You know, he he was his favorite player. And uh when I think about, you know, how much he talked about him and and everything else. I remember my grandfather talking about him all the time too, as well. And so, you know, for me to just to be uh, to be able to win Walter Payton Man of the Year award was a blessing, you know. And it's been a crazy year just in general with COVID and life in general and just everything going on in people's worlds and everything else. And just over the past year and a half, you know, two years to be able to make a difference for people is. You know what I believe God put me on this earth to do, obviously to win games and throw touchdowns and make a difference and use that platform for good. And um, I think that what's been a blessing is for me and Sierra with our foundation, Lightning Foundation, you know, to be able to use that for good and to be able to help people and to help the youth and to help with childhood cancer and to be able to build a school like Why Not You Academy and 
to be able to, you know, help with, you know, um, with people in hunger, you know, and just, it's been an amazing journey. And so, you know, you have to step up to the plate and, and much is given, much is required. And I'm just grateful that I get to do what I get to do. And I love it. So it's, uh, mm. it's, 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 it's fun giving back, but it's also fun playing ball, you yeah. know, and I love this game so much. And that's why I try to do everything I could to get back on the field. Cause you know, you, 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 you love this game and you want to give it all your all and our days are numbered, you know what I mean? And, and, and life, you know, not just, not just in our careers, but in life, you never know, you know, especially as we've gone through this COVID thing and so many other things. And I've seen my dad pass away. I've seen others go, come and go. It's one of those things that every day, if we have the right mindset and we have the right attitude, and if we have the right love in our heart and to be able to serve and give back, that's what we're here to do and, and to make a difference in people's worlds. And my dad used to say one thing, and the last thing I'll leave you with, with this sure. thought is, you know, my dad used to say, you know, Son, you know, it's not the day you're born, it's not the day you die that people are going to measure you. It's the, it's the hash mark in between. But you're, that, that, that's, that's where your significant, significance comes from. Right. And so I, I think about that hash mark, you know, and, and so for me, you know, I want to make sure that that little dash, that little hash mark in between the day I was born and the day I died, that I, that I can make a difference in people's worlds. And um, I'm, I'm blessed I get to do with Sierra. I'm blessed I get to do with a great organization and people as well. Um, and, and teammates, and just it's fun, you know. I, you know, it's it's you know, I'm one of 32 men in the world out of eight billion people. Come on, it's been getting better. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. You had a you're having a heck of a hash mark to say the least. And then you know the Monday nighter for you, it's in a spot where your first career playoff game took place and your first career playoff win as well. I'm sure that's not going to be lost on you as you get your journey back here uh, in 2021. This coming Monday, Ross. Yeah, right? exactly right. You know, it's uh, lights will be out. You know, it'll be on, and and uh, you know, it's, it's a place that's familiar with you know to me. You know, played there before. You know, I grew up in Richmond. You know, about you know an hour and a half, two hours away from there. Um, you know, and so a lot of great tradition there and, and, and things. You know, and that stadium players and all that. So to go there and, and to to step on that field, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great night. And I'm excited. Um, it's uh, we we got to get back on track. We're gonna play a really good football team. They're, they're playing great football right now. And so uh, I've got a lot of respect for Coach Rivera too. He's an amazing coach, an amazing man. So um, I, you know, when you talk about when you're talking about somebody who's who's beating the odds, that man's beating the odds in every way. So you know, hopefully. Uh, you know, um, we can step up to the challenge and play a great football game and, and come home with a win. You're the man, Russell Wilson. Great chat with you, sir. See you on Monday night. I always uh, appreciate our chats right here. Thanks again. Yeah, man. It's a blessing. Thank you, Rich. Always, always a pleasure, man. I'll talk to you soon. Go right off. back at you. You bet. That's Russell Wilson right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Our first time we ever interviewed him was for our uh, kickoff show uh, when we did it on NFL Network, right? The podcast version on uh, – on TV on the NFL Network, the Rich Eisen podcast, it was his rookie year. Sure was. Right? Where where we heard, you know, this kid's got a chance to start. Maybe we like should keep Apple. him on the radar. And we had, okay. we'd, what, we had like one last segment for one last guest. Yep. And we reached out and they took him out of the film room before he was starting that first week. And we interviewed him. Super early in the morning. Right. Well, Russ is watching film, but he's got 10 minutes. Okay. That's what it was, right? Yeah. And now look at him. Amazing. How big is tonight's game? Here's how big tonight's game is. The Seahawks can get in the mix. You think they're out? They're four games under 500. Take a look at the standings right now. Sniffing it. They're not even on the screen sniffing it because they're three and seven. But the Giants and Bears at four and seven right now, right now, okay, if they go to four and seven and join the Giants and the Bears at right now at four and seven, they would have the same record as Washington. They'd be above Washington. They've already passed them by. And four and seven is only one game out of the playoffs. 
The Vikings lost yesterday. They're five and six. They're still They're in. They're the seventh seed. You're right. They're in it. The Giants and Bears are in it right now. Say what you want. That's one game out of the playoffs. I, I know, but you just watch those teams play, and you're like, these are not playoff teams. So three and eight means you're two out with six to play. Being one out with six to play is a totally different ball of wax. Yeah. That's how big it is because the NFC seventh seed is a wide-open, crazy race. Big for Washington, too. If they win, they are the seventh seed. They are the seventh seed, and guess what? They're in the mix because they haven't played the Cowboys yet. Right. Man, the Eagles really blew a chance yesterday. They did, didn't they? Jeez. That's a shame. Says the man who had his Thanksgiving turkey served with a side of spite. <laughs> I don't blame you. I have turkey, so there's that. Okay, oh, there, there you go. go. Very good. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back over Reaction Monday. Always a popular segment here on the Rich Eisen Show. Brockman's going to fire some subjects, hot button subjects to me, and more of your phone calls here on the show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, uh, let's take some phone calls before getting to your overreaction Monday. How does that sound, Chris? Do it. Hopefully do it. we'll do that. Okay, who's been waiting the longest? Uh, let's go to Nick in Corona, California. What's up, Nick? Hey, Rich. Morning. Thanks for taking me. Uh-oh. You there, Nick? You're, you're glowing, man. 
I am. And uh, I just wanted, I just wanted to say thanks. Uh, all week I've been hearing, you know, Michigan, 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 and so I decided to put, uh, I don't know if this is the correct terminology, uh, two bills on Michigan. Okay. And uh, it was a good payoff. And so I was looking forward to, you know, all the uh, Instagram posts and everything about you. And so I woke up early for Sunday morning. Okay. And you're on fire, man. I am. On fire. Would you, do you, you need to walk like the dog? Are you, are you, <laughs> Nick, do you need to walk or feed your dog? Where the hell are you right now calling into the show? What the hell's happening? I'm, I'm, I, I spray houses. I'm doing pest control. So, unfortunately, I'm, I'm waking up the dogs right now. Okay, be careful. <laughs> pest control. So, do, do, you need, do, you, do we need to send you to Iowa just in case for this week? What do we got? I can I can take care of some pets over there for you. Okay, <laughs> very good. You got to be taking. <laughs> I love it. So you're you're making your appointed pest control rounds, trying to call into the show. I love it, man. That's amazing. Love it. That Absolutely, is... man. I, I just wanted to let everybody know, all the Ohio State fans, that this is your week, Thank your you, month. Sir. Thank you. The end of the year. It's Thank you. All about you, baby. Thank you. Michigan just sprayed around the edges of this rivalry for that last year. So thank you for the call. Appreciate that. That's uh, Nick in Corona, California. Maybe you should come down here. To our studio. Seriously. Sam and Iowa. What's up, Sam? You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Sam? Good, Rich. How are you doing? What's going on, man? Well, I got a couple things. I'm going to make the first one real quick because I know we're not talking a whole lot of NFL for next week. No, yet, we can. But, uh, Go for it. Well, okay. Uh, I'm the guy that called in uh, before the season, predicted us 17-0, and and then I called back again at 4-4 four and four and predicted we weren't going to make the playoffs as a Chiefs fan. Okay. So uh, you talked me down out of the ledge, yes. the ledge after yes. uh, that, and uh, and uh, we won four in a row, and uh, not not convincingly, we beat Rogersless Packers and a uh, Lamb and and Cooperless Cowboys. Yeah, but, but you win. You, you had a win, and now exactly. comes now yeah. comes Denver. Yeah. Now comes Denver, and you should take care of them. They the NBC and, flexed and, into it and got, got you know got a Denver win right. against Sanford. The, the charges out of it. My newest prediction for you: okay. This is going to be a statement game for the Chiefs this Sunday night. Flex style game on Sunday night. Yep. It is going to be a statement game. We are not barely going to squeak by anybody anymore. It is time to get going, and it's going to be against a division rival that we've owned this division for many years. You can have Brockman look up our uh, record. I think we're something like twenty-seven and two against our division in the yes. last five or six years. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what, and let me just say this to you, sir. Uh, I thought their statement game was against the Cowboys, too, um, where I understand. Hey, no, look, no Cooper. I get there's no Cooper. There's no uh, Lamb, Lamb for the second out. half of that game. I totally understand. But a Raiders team that didn't have their coach for the last month and it was still reeling from the loss of Henry Ruggs, and I know I'm just talking football about a real-life situation, but we're talking football here, mm-hmm. right, coming in, um, and, and you know, that Cowboys team lost to that Raiders team, and the Chiefs have beaten them all. So yeah. I thought that was a yeah. statement win before their bye week, and they should take care of this, and I thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Yeah. I don't blame you. Uh, the Chiefs are back. Uh, I think they're 100% back. I think you're right. Eric in Oklahoma, you were here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Eric? What's up, Rich? Hey, uh, this is coming from a Texas fan, but I'm trying not to be biased here. All morning here in Oklahoma, it's been nothing but – Sooner talk radio, Lincoln Riley, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. My thing is, I really don't think that OU is ever going to bounce back from this. And this Ugh. is why. Mm. This is their first coaching. Uh, this, is the, this is the first time they're going to have to find, find a coach since the 40s. They're going to the SEC. There's going to be a ton of expectations. And there's going to be a ton of pressure from 
administration, fans, whoever, because OU is such a blue-chip school, one of the best in the nation, there's going to be so much pressure on the next coach to fill Bob Stoops and Lincoln Riley's shoes. I just don't think that OU seems like an attractive job right now, especially with all the instability, the coaching staff leaving, a lot of players decommitting. It might take them a decade or more to bounce back. I mean, I can kind of see this happening like it did to Texas after Mac Brown left. I just really don't see them getting back into the spotlight for I don't know how long. I don't know, Matt. I I, I still think uh, the sky definitely feels like it's falling today, and I don't blame you. Uh, I I don't blame you for feeling that way. Um, This is a blind side. This is a shock. Um, It's going to hurt definitely going to hurt and more now that you're already seeing Lincoln Riley and his family smiling off the private jet with the 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 sunrise of the Southern California golden light hitting his plane um you know and and this is going to be a triumphant moment for USC certainly if uh, all of these decommits uh decides to you know follow Lincoln Riley to USC and start that and it'll be very difficult for you to see the forest from the trees but i i i think you need to Sit back, understand that um, this too will pass. Oklahoma is still a top-notch program, and there's a reason why they're going into the SEC. And I, I think it, and I appreciate the call. I kind of find it funny that a few months ago it was like Oklahoma's going to the SEC and see a Big 12, see you later, and that was viewed as they're being smart, they're ahead of the curve. That is something that you know is going to cause. We talked about the Super Leagues being formed here, right? We talked about Super Leagues being formed here in the United States once that Super League lasted for 48 minutes uh, over in Europe. You know, and that. so, you know, and and we thought this was going to be the start of a seismic shift in college football, and it may prove to be eventually. But I, it's so funny how things can change. That That was the conversation in August, right? That Oklahoma was smart ahead of the curve. Now you're hearing, well, Lincoln Riley left because it's easier to make the Final Four or e- even though, you know, there could be a 12-team tournament coming soon in college football, it's easier to make it from the Pac-12 than it is in the SEC, and he's already running for the big paycheck and the easier path to that basket out here in, in Southern California. And who's going to take this job because it's tough to win in the SEC? When all you need to know is just boots on the ground. Oklahoma's football team has its own budget outside of the athletic department. And the SEC money that's going to be pouring in is going to make it an even more attractive spot in terms of their facilities that are already top-notch. And in terms of what our caller just said, that they're going to be looking for a coach for the first time since the 40s, he's referring to the fact that the last time an Oklahoma coach left Oklahoma for another college job was 1947. When Jim Tatum left to become Maryland's head coach and Bud Wilkinson was hired. That kind of worked out for them, don't you think? And then the last time the Sooners had a coach just leave for another gig entirely was in Chuck Fairbanks left in 72 to become Patriots coach and they handed over the program to some guy named Switzer. Heard of him. Okay, so, you know, just take a beat, take a breath, take a breath. But one thing I think that, uh, where I think there is some celebration is in the front office of the Big 12, where Texas is in total embers, right? Yeah. And 
Oklahoma is got the sky falling on them right now in Oklahoma. <laughs> and Baylor and Oklahoma State are playing in the Big 12 championship game. And Cincinnati and Houston's coming, and they're playing for their championship. And the Big 12's like, how do you like us now? So stick around with your with lame duck. Bob Stoops is going to be coaching their bowl game. Just bring him back. I, I, I don't know. He seems to be enjoying life. By the way, picking Michigan, only one on the set who did that yesterday. Oh. Charles Woodson, they didn't even let him make a pick because we already <laughs> understood what he was going to say. Des loaned Wolf on the uh, game day set. Yeah, of course he'll put the Buckeye hat on, but we, we digress. I, I don't think the sky's falling in Oklahoma. I, I really don't. I think they're going to find a, 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 a top-notch candidate. You might not have heard of him, but there's still a lot going for Oklahoma football, including going to the SEC. It's so funny, again, like they were on the cutting edge, ahead of the curve, back at the end of the summer, and now that's – what people are saying is the reason why Riley left, and uh, one of the reasons, I'm sure, cash, hard cash, will work. And hopefully for him, with his beautiful family coming off the tarmac here in Southern California, he shouldn't just look around and say this is the spot where he's going to get fired one day. Because that's happened before. Although I think that was at LAX. I do believe he might have landed at a uh, particular FBO here locally. <laughs> I don't believe he was flying middle seat. No, no, definitely no. not. Also, there wasn't uh, a connecting flight from Oklahoma today. I think it probably was probably direct, straight shot. Oklahoma quarterback Spencer Rattler has entered the transfer. That's right. Again, so it's going to feel like it's going to feel like the whole world's upside down. It'll feel that way, you know. But just have you talked to Zach yet? Yeah, just let's, let's go to line one. Oh, Century Sack and Century <laughs> City yeah, is here on the show. Let's go to line All right, one. we'll do this and then we'll get to overreaction yeah, that's Monday. Fine, fine. Okay, uh, Zach and Century <laughs> City. That is so your, random. I said that. I did now, not Zach, that. Zach, uh, we all know that you are, even though in charge of my image and and in charge of my reputation and burnishing it as a, as a publicist to the stars, not just me. Um, we, we, we've already established, Zach, that you have you are you are prone to. Take photographs of Texas fans and have a middle finger in the foreground of that picture with the with the the caption of dummies. So um, understand you're on a family show, as you know. The floor is yours, Zach. I am not here to trash Texas. I enjoyed the caller before me talk to you about the state of Oklahoma, but not every team that has to replace a coach goes the route of Texas and can't win a football game. Nicely so, done. Nicely done. Okay, but what I, do you think? I will, I will say this. Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma is not a bad thing. It's a great thing. It is a new day in Oklahoma where we might get a defensive coordinator who can finish better than six in the conference in total defense. We might be able to be competitive in a playoff. We might be able to beat a team that actually has uh, – a good record, we might be able to beat a team as an underdog. Um, this is a really good day. I, I think that, uh, you know, Lincoln, who obviously wanted out because he couldn't stand the heat of real competition, will do very well facing the Texas Techs and the Kansases and the Kansas States that live out in the Pac-12 uh, and will never have to worry about the likes of LSU and Alabama 
and Florida and Georgia, which is what the University of Oklahoma really wanted, which was real competition. This is the reason why, Zach, you are um, the the man who's in charge of uh, my publicity and anything out there about my image, because that was a masterclass in passive aggressivity right there. Masterclass of bitter being sat at a party of one right now. But put it all together. I know you believe everything you just said. So let's be a little positive here. Who do you want? Yes. Who do you want? I want Brent, Brent Venables from Clemson, who was the defensive coordinator along with Mike Stoops in the mid-aughts when Oklahoma's defense was churning out first-round draft pick after first-round draft pick and was one of the top defenses in the country. He has deep recruiting ties into the Deep South through Clemson, and he is the man responsible for not giving up one touchdown in the two times that Clemson played the SEC this year and being a perennial top-five defense. So you bring in a guy like Brent Venables, who has deep roots to Oklahoma, and to Bob Stoops. He's one of the original guys who came from Kansas State. And you hand him the defense. Then you can bring in a guy like Gary Patterson from TCU to help run that defense along with him. And then you hand over the OC reins to Graham, Graham Harrell, who was formerly at Texas Tech, uh, pardon me, USC, but was the quarterback of Texas Tech and as a Mike Leach disciple, and as you know, uh, Mike Leach disciples are usually pretty good at University of Oklahoma. Some of them even go on to backstab the University of Oklahoma and go to USC. Well done, Zach. Zach Rosenfield, everybody, <laughs> well, from well Century done. City. Well done, my man. You feel better, Zach? You know what, Rich? At the end of the day, I'm just happy for you. I'm happy for you, <laughs> Wolverine. I'm happy that you get Thank to you. Uh, experience you. the excitement. Thank you. But remember what Herb Brooks told the U.S. hockey team before they played Finland in the final game. Yes, I know. Which is what I'm hoping Harbaugh says to Iowa. He says, if you lose this game, you'll take it to your bleeping grave. Thank you, your sir. Your bleeping grave. Go get Iowa and go get that title, Rich. You deserve it. Thanks, brother. We'll talk to you later. That's Zach, Zach in Century City. So I was texting with Zach uh, when this news broke yesterday. And then he literally texted me 10 minutes ago, what's the call-in number? <laughs> Got it. Yep. That is weird that I said if you talked to Zach. I had no idea yeah. he was even on the phone. I, you know, I don't know if it's alarming that he, he needs to know the call-in number. <laughs> I mean, well, he's got a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> he's a publicist to the stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take a break. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do Overreaction Monday after Bruce Feldman. I don't want to pen you in, oh, sir. Okay. okay, how does that sound? I mean, I can do, we can do it 10 minutes next block. You think so? Yeah, let's just let's bang it out. All right, that's next here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind the scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. All right, I'm, I'm making the audible call that I know you have so many overreaction Monday subject matters. I do, I do. I, I, I want to yeah, have, okay. I want to do Bruce Feldman at the top of the next hour, okay. and then, you, then we have as much real estate as Got possible. It. Plus, we have some phone calls. And I do want to mention, one, I'm, there's one uh, aspect of this that we have not, uh, weekend that we have not discussed just yet. Um, and, and speaking of Oklahoma, is, is Oklahoma um, alum, grad, uh, Baker Mayfield, for whom I, I cape on this show as much as I possibly can. What a disappointing night on Sunday Night Football. What a disappointing night for the Browns. And and Baker's going to get pinned for it uh, in many ways, and he deserves to be pinned for some of it. A couple of his throws were sailing, and a couple of his throws when he's looking for his second and his third option were, were off. He's not perfect, man. He's not perfect. And the problem for him is he's measured against two other guys in his draft class who have zoomed off the launching pad in a way that he has not done consistently enough. And even last night, one of those quarterbacks, the other being Josh Allen on Thanksgiving night, we saw what he did. And even even he is more up and down than... I would like, but it's definitely more up than down. But even on a night when Lamar Jackson is picked off four times, four times, Baker Mayfield doesn't look good in comparison. And that's part of his problem. And part of the Browns' problem is whatever they're doing right now isn't working. If I'm Kevin Stefanski, I use this bye week to totally change everything up. I, t- I, I figure out what are we doing right now that is not clicking and pull a Costanza and do the opposite. With the exception, obviously, of removing your quarterback. And I'm glad to hear last night when that was brought up to Stefanski, he laughed it off. Case Keenum's not the answer, Bronze fans. He ain't the answer. Getting the running game going around Baker Mayfield is and having some receivers who can separate and catch the football would be another. And telling Baker Mayfield, whatever he is doing, whatever he is doing post-snap to try and figure out where to go with the football or mechanically, whatever he's doing to go with the football, this may be something he can't fix because he's hurt. Just kind of slow it down a little bit and try not to do too damn much. On occasion last night, I saw that. And then the play calling by Stefanski. I mean, they got a gift turnover back after they lost it because for some reason, after Mayfield throws a 40-yard completion down the field, Stefanski decides to take his guy out of rhythm and give the ball to Jarvis Landry to throw. I mean, what's up with that? Yeah, I don't know. And then, right, then, then they get the ball back because they turn Lamar over. Immediately. 
And I'm just thinking, just run the damn thing. I don't care if there's eight guys there. You gotta, you gotta get this thing established somehow, some way. And Baker fades back, and he tries to do too damn much instead of getting rid of the ball right away. Ball's on the ground, and that wound up giving Justin Tucker another shot at the end of the uh, the half. So the play calling's off. They're dropping the football. They didn't run the ball very well, and they still damn near won the game because Baker's got some freaking moxie to him, man. And that defense was terrific last night. But unfortunately for Baker, he doesn't have that B button. <laughs> Whatever they these kids call it right now to spinorama. <laughs> I mean, Lamar Jackson is unbelievable and maybe his best attribute. Not his legs, not his arm, and maybe not even his heart. It's whatever's in between his temples that makes him say, all right, I'll just do it again. All right. I just threw a pick. All good. Like, not once did I sit there and think last night that they would do something else or he would get down on himself. Not for a split second. I just thought, okay, that's another one. His confidence is amazing. Honestly, I sat there and I thought to myself, that's just minus two for whoever's got him in fantasy. That's I was it. say, also, the that's confidence, it. but the short memory. It's yeah, it. Yeah, very short. It's yeah. like one of those relief pitchers you need to have, one of those closers. Yeah. Or a good deep or a good cornerback. You yeah, get burnt once. The, the problem the problem for the NFL is he's the starter and a closer and mm-hmm. a middle. He's all that. I, I mean, it's unreal how many times he's down but never out. And you could say that perfectly captures the entire Ravens season with the amount of injuries and ups and downs, but more ups than downs. And they're the one seed right now. And you look at the the Browns and you're like, that's uh that's a wrap. On the division? For the Browns? Yeah. Yeah. Their one path to the division is if somehow, some way, the Ravens start losing to the Steelers, right? And they beat the Bengals, and the Bengals suddenly, you know, stumble, and their only way to beat the win the division is they've sweep the Bengals. And the Bengals are the only team that they have to leapfrog when it's all said and done. But that means they've got to beat the Ravens coming out of their bye. So whatever they're doing, I'm already hearing in Cleveland they're talking about maybe having Stefanski give up the play calling. Maybe that's a good idea because last night, and I know this is armchair stuff, but I'll say it, right? Because that's 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 the only... what we do here. That's, 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 that's where I watch these games from. But... I forget which turnover it was. I think it was the fourth and final turnover. It was the one, honestly, it was the one the the, the one where uh, Lamar put it up for Andrews and uh, and the Browns defender, instead of being called for pass interference, turned his head around just in time, made the interception. I, I don't know who that was off the top of my head. I didn't write it down. And then they cut away to Stefanski. And I'm thinking you're going to see like a coach who's just like slapping guys on the helmet. He's already not, he's already in his play sheet, like looking down, like, you know, he's just had a, you know, cup of coffee and just getting ready for a couple of jobs. And sometimes your coach, you gotta, and I know that's total armchair stuff, and that the team might not need his rah-rah, but he's already into the next play sheet. Sometimes as a head coach, you gotta just be the head coach. You have the preemptory to maybe change a play that Van Pelt calls, but maybe that's what you need. There was that moment where he just cut away the reasons play sheet. Okay. Yep. Uh, maybe Baker's the emotional guy that you rally around, and the coach doesn't need to do that. 
But one thing that I haven't met in terms of interviewing Stefanski and, 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 you know, chatting with him is he's smart enough to know what I'm talking about right now. Because whatever they're doing sure ain't working. And the Ravens sniffed it out and just snuffed it out. And Baker doesn't have that ability like Lamar to just say, screw it, I'm doing it myself. And that may be unfair to say because there's receivers that got open for Lamar that did not get open for Baker. Baker was also last hurt night. too. Right. No, I know that. But it's going to all get pinned on him. And, you know, these next few games for the Browns, to me, are not just uh, a referendum on whether Stefanski can change things up when need be, but maybe this is not the right spot for Baker Mayfield. We're heading towards that uh, that that crossroads. That whatever the system that's there for the coach and whatever they're doing to put people on the field, it's not right for Baker. Maybe he's not right for them. Drew Brees found another spot, made the Hall of Fame. Maybe that's what Baker needs too. Because I think he's really good. Last night it sure wasn't. Bruce, Bruce Feldman of Fox Sports joining us here in person. Lincoln Riley's in Southern California, folks. Might have to change the name of his dogs. Apparently, he's got two dogs named Boomer and Sooner. <laughs> oh, goodness. Hopefully, they're going to enjoy their new names, Fight and On. Can you just rename a dog? I don't think you can. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, terrible. Yeah, they're stuck yeah. with those names. How about that? Hey, Coach, why do you call your dogs Boomer and Sooner? Well, do you have a few minutes? Don't let Susie know. She'll want to adopt them. (laughs) Maybe that's what will have to happen. We'll take one for the team.